Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from Bridges of Bone to Bloody Bears. And today we're talking about Banshees and we're talking about Will-O-Wisps. It's the uh, kickoff of our spooktacular spook fest. It's Halloween. Yeah, but for our, all of October, we're doing scary monsters. October is come. <laughs> is this episode one fifty two? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I don't keep track of the numbers. Oh well, we're blur. getting close to our one year anniversary or three year anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> Indeed, and it's been a great three years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's start talking about scary monsters, starting with the banshee. Spooky, so. white, scary lady. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at you. And and that ends today's episode. There you go. I did it. <laughs> Thanks for watching, so, <laughs> everybody. Check out Super Quest Saga. See you later. So in D&D, uh, the Banshee, or also known as the Groaning Spirit, is an undead spirit of woe, envy, and spite, formed specifically from the spirit of a female and depending on addition, specifically of a female elf. Banshees are famed for their envy and wrath for the living, their hideous visage, and their legendary wail, powerful enough to not only hurt the living, but to kill them. D&D Banshees are directly based off of their counterpart from ancient Irish folklore of the same name. Oh, cool. So, in Irish mythology, the Banshee was considered to be a fairy spirit who heralded the death of a family member family member by wailing, shrieking, or keening. Uh, the descriptions of the Banshee vary, but they are always female, and uh, some counts depict the Banshee as a long-haired woman with eyes red from crying, dressed in gray, a gray cloak. Others uh, describe a red-haired woman with a gauntly, uh, ghastly visage. Um, some take the appearance of a dead female relative, and some counts tell of a flying woman veiled and shrouded in the night. 
<laughs> it's just you die. You're, you're an old woman and you die and you're pissed about it. And you come back as a ghost and you're like, fuck. <laughs> right. Well, and in everyone this case, freaks out. These are supposed to be like fairy spirits that come to warn you, hey, a family member's going to die. Oh, like they pre, they're the precursor to the They're death. the precursor. They're a harbinger. Yeah. Now it's time and to travel three towns over to where Auntie May lives. Yeah, because she's about to die. go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like there was even some folklore of like, Specifically, Irish or Scottish families each had a specific banshee assigned to them. Like, oh my god, a, a banshee spirit assigned to the family. Can you imagine, like, kicking <laughs> open the door? Patricia, pack your bags. A ghost woman just screamed at me in the garden. <laughs> right. so, yeah. So, regardless, to hear a banshee, it was said, was a warning of death near at hand. And it's thought that the origins of this legend actually likely stem from. The ancient profession, uh, and I think this might be a profession that's still ongoing, I'm not actually sure, but the ancient profession of the keening woman. So this is a traditional form of mourning the dead from Ireland, uh, a sort of wailing of a song or poem that was actually a profession, and the best keeners would be high in demand, and these these keening women would be hired to attend a funeral and do Just this fucking yell. Key- <laughs> Well, it's not a yelling. It's it's like a it is kind of a yelling, but it's <laughs> it's a wailing of song and poetry, if you will. That's uh, you know, I'm I, sure it's I, I should have YouTube Keening Woman to just see what comes up. I should have, but I didn't. So Can I you, can't like, describe it to you. Like I'm just trying to like go back in time and picture how this uh-huh. like first started, and it's just people like upset and just like yelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm sure, and maybe like reciting like some sort of like poem or song that really like resonated with either them or the person who died and i could i could see that turning into a tradition like i could see how that would come about yeah right so anyway anyways let's go back to D. yes so, <laughs> in D banshees are the undead remnants of uh, women or often often elven women who were blessed with great beauty in life but while living specifically use their beauty to corrupt and control others Mm-hmm. So now this is where lore, uh, the lore really kind of solidifies that Banshee should almost always be Elven specifically, since elves are the children of Coralon and are thus naturally predisposed to beings of, to be beings of good. Elves that end up turning to evil often risk terrible fates. Um, in this case, beautiful Elven women that use their beauty for evil can become inflicted with what is called the Banshee's curse. So elves afflicted by this curse slowly but surely lose all the gladness in their life. Oh, no. Uh, They begin to feel only distress and envy of all the people around them. And as the curse takes its toll, the victim's beauty, mind, and health will unnaturally decay um, speedily. And until upon an early death, their transformation into an undead horror is complete. Ooh, so that's probably a crazy transformation for an elf woman. Yeah. Like die around like you know, 500 years old because you're like totally messing with the balance or whatever. Right, exactly. The universe decides to curse you. Is this like a some a direct like residual? Do we have the origin of the curse? Like, is it like something left over from Coralon or like? Not stated. Nothing stated. What the Grumpsh, man. Some Grumpsh <laughs> shit. Grumpsh is like, if you are, are, are dumb about how good you look, <laughs> then I, I'm going to turn you into, I'm going to make you scream a lot. Right. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. That's how that works. Okay. Um, so Banshees appear as luminous, wispy phantoms that vaguely resemble their mortal forms, uh, their hair wild and tangled, and their clothes nothing more than wispy rags fluttering about them. Their visage is said to be horrific, terribly ugly and decayed, with only a hint suggesting of past beauty and life. Banshees lead an existence of pain and sorrow. Sorrow over their lost beauty and life and pain from the curse and 
the emptiness and loneliness of their existence. They absolutely loathe all living things, viewing them with jealousy and contempt. Uh, and they long for what they used to possess and kill all who remind them of their sorrow, which is everyone. Horny bards beware. You can tell it was hot once. <laughs> right, exactly. Not that that should matter, but yeah, yeah. sure, absolutely. You know how uh, some people are with their bards. It's true. I know how some people are with their bards, and it's weird, <laughs> but you know what? It's D&D. Do, do what makes you happy. What makes you happy? Um, <laughs> despite all the tragedy that has befallen a banshee, uh, they remain guilty of their former vanity and greed so they don't really learn from their situation because like take it if they had the curse probably would have been lifted and they wouldn't be here if that had been the case and this yelling (laughs) purgatory where your throat is always sore right so as such banshees covet objects of beauty and uh former creature comforts from their past lives so they will collect uh fine jewelry uh fine statues furniture and other objects in an almost dragon-like horde Ooh, yeah the only fine objects banshees will not tolerate in their presence are mirrors or objects with reflective surfaces because banshees cannot bear to see the horror of their own existence. Yeah, acrylic vases only, please. Indeed. A single glimpse of themselves is enough to throw a banshee into a furious rage. And they'll destroy their house hoard. Indeed. <laughs> that D&D Cribs, welcome to my banshee house. <laughs> I that would be interesting. Yeah, I collected lots of oil paintings. <laughs> Um, so previous editions of D&D uh, propose that banshees wander the land in search of a lair that is remote and bereft of living things, usually settling in a desolate country, uh, countryside, excuse me, desolate countryside or ancient ruins. Uh, once a banshee establishes their lair, they remain there permanently, encircling their territory, crying and wailing and killing anything that lives in their presence. <laughs> oh, so my God. They transform their territory into a desolate wasteland without plants um, or whatever plants do survive are like twisted and wrong <laughs> and strewn with the animal bones of the creatures that they kill. They can't tolerate anything living in their presence. <laughs> they just like go into like a clearing and start yelling and a bird flies out like scared as fuck. Right. Like grab it out of the air and eat it. Yeah. I oh, can see a banshee doing something like that. Yeah. Just like. Aah! Now. Now 5e actually. Forever. 5e actually pauses that banshees are forever bound to the location where they died. Unable oh. to venture more than five miles from their location, which is really fucking awkward if they died in the middle of their elven village. So <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. Although I guess the elves probably have ways of casting banshees out. Go away. <laughs> no. Go to the light. I, you can also argue that, like, since the banshee's curse does take some time to t- go into effect, like the the would-be banshee probably fled into reclusivity because of like their transformation. I need to go find a dope empty house. Well, probably just I can't let anyone see me like this. I look horrible. Yeah, and I need to find an empty dead house so I can like, you know, make do my like refurbish of it when I die. Although I think a truly vindictive uh, person who I mean, they probably are pretty vindictive if they have the Banshee's curse because that's how they got there in the first place. They're going to go die in your fucking kitchen. I'm dying in the middle of town fucking square. And there's nothing you can, can you do imagine about like it. Like a wood elf just like running from out of the forest, and they've got the banshee shit all over them. Yeah. They're yeah. like running towards the, like the fountain in the center of town to go We're, drown themselves. Right? Yeah. And like every, all the villagers are like coming no. out with their crossbows and shit, Get like trying here. to stop them. We got a killer outside of town. No. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> they die. They succeed, and they're like, "Damn it!" And then they're yeah, just like a ghost, like yelling. We all have no. to move. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> just constantly. Just fuck. 
It's like centaurs out in the woods that are like, damn it. <laughs> right, exactly. Not so, again. We gotta go. So uh, so being undead misery monsters, uh, <laughs> banshees don't have many allies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those they do have are almost always powerful evil entities capable of either subduing or subjugating them, such as death knights, liches, wizards, vampires, etc., uh, fun facts, I got two. One, Banshees have perfect memories and are unable to forget any detail of their past lives, thus Ooh. accentuating their misery. Nice. Number two, the Whale of the Banshee serves as a lure as much as a warning. Many gallant knights have been destroyed when mistaking the mourning shriek of a Banshee for the cry of a living woman in pain that they rush to aid. Dope, like a siren. Um, like a siren, kind of. Yeah, I got a pro gamer tip for all you out there. If you turn, uh, if you get a, ban- a banshee in the middle of your town and you want to neutralize it, uh, you need to kill another banshee right next to it uh, or let a banshee die, like a, a person become a banshee right next to it. And then they'll get in a yelling match and they'll look directly at each other and their their shouting will phase cancel. And it'll be, they'll just be two ghosts like looking screaming really mad, like screaming, but you can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. I like that. Yeah. That's, okay. Then you can call clear again. A plus tip. Any other questions about Banshees before we look at their stat block? No. All right. So Banshees are challenge rating four. So they're pretty potent beast. Mm. Um, they can detect life magically. So uh, Banshee can magically sense the presence of living creatures up to five miles away. Wow. That is yeah. pretty far. Do not enter a Banshee's territory yeah, knowingly. It, it's basically. She's going to know you're there. <laughs> treat, uh, treat, treat it like Kit Kat bars at like a campground. Yeah, being basically lock up your life. Being essentially phantoms or ghosts, they have a lot of resistances and immunity, so they are resistant to acid, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons, and they are completely immune to cold, necrotic, and poison. They're also immune to a lot of conditions: uh, being undead, charmed, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, or restrained. All impossible for the banshee. I haven't been able to lay down since I died. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, they got dark vision, obviously. Um, they could speak whatever languages they could in life. Incorporeal movement. Banshee can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. Mm. Uh, she takes 1d10 force damage if she ends her turn inside of an object. Um, that's that object is lane. I I feel if they try and end their turn inside of a, a living creature, they should take damage. But an object, I don't feel like they should take damage. Or maybe just like they are forced five feet to one side or the other. Right, I can see that too. But let's get into their uh, their actions. So they got three major actions. Uh, the first being corrupting touch. Um, which is a plus four to hit. It's essentially a necrotic attack. Three d six plus two if they okay. touch you. Um, but the two more interesting abilities, uh, the first being horrifying visage, each non undead creature within 60 feet of the Banshee that can see her must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. A frightened target can repeat the same throw at the end of each of its turns with disadvantage if the Banshee is within line of sight. So that disadvantage makes it a little more potent. Um, Ending the effect on itself on a success. If a target saving throw is successful, they are immune to the Banshee's horrifying visage for the next 24 hours. So good for them. But here's the kicker. Here's the real big one. The whale. They only get one of these a day, which doesn't sound canon. But I guess like the I guess they're always wailing. But then they have their special <laughs> they only, whale. They only need one because it never fucking stops. <laughs> there we go. I like that. They go to bed and they wake because up and they, they get one more. Never fucking stops. So they're whale. They're once a day. The banshee releases a mournful whale, provided that she isn't in sunlight. Um, this whale has no effect on constructs or undead, but all other creatures within 30 feet of her that can hear her must make a DC 13 Constitution saving throw. On a failure, a creature drops to zero hit points. Oh. 
On a success, the creature takes 3d6 psychic damage. Oh. So that can be brutal if they she hits all five members of the party or whatever, and like three rough. of them drop or two of them drop. Like, that is rough. Yikes. Um, indeed. So that's the Banshee. I think it's a really interesting monster. I've never actually used one, I don't think. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever utilized a Banshee in any of my games, but it's I'm starting. It's Go a ahead. trap that your rogue can't disarm. Indeed. The Banshee just incorporeally like, comes out of the well <laughs> nearby right. and screams at you and you all die. I have been getting tingles of inspiration for another Halloween adventure. Ooh. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I might be crafting a really nice adventure for next year we'll see i love nice adventures with that being said let's take a short rest okay selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about that last thing anymore. We're talking about the new shit. The love shit. Love you. That good love shit. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Delicious. And how we love up. you. I'm going to eat it up like candy, all this love. <laughs> Great. Wow. Oh, gosh. Thanks for listening to the show. For Thank telling, you. For telling people about the show. Thank you. And for just the all the For love. just being oh, here. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Super chill. <laughs> love you guys. 
new <clears throat> contest alert. <laughs> it's true. We're launching a new contest right after the last one where we gave away uh, a book. Oh God, what was up with Descent into Avernus, which we just gave away, and our contest winner just got her book, so congratulations to our last contest winner. Uh, but yes, we're giving away the new new book, Eberron, Rising from the Last War, which is going to be the new official Eberron setting for 5e D&D. This is kind of a big one, guys, so totally. I'm excited for it. Um, it's got a dinosaur and a robot and a dude with the boomerang on the front. Nice. And um, and yeah, so this is we we did have Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron. It was technically official, but it was PDF only. And it was also like this weird living document situation where they were like, it's this way, but it, we can change it at any moment. And now now we're getting this official published thing. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Thank you, Wizards, <clears throat> for saving us just before our our giant folly of doing the Eberron episode. Before right. This. We exactly. had it scheduled to, to come on per, like right around the time of this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And now we're going to wait for this wait, book to come out. But why wouldn't we wait? <clears throat> But we are giving away a copy of this book. And the way that you uh, enter to win a copy of this book is by sharing our 5e Life Play SuperQuest Saga on social media. If you're sharing it on Twitter, just leave the hashtag SuperQuest with a link to one of the episodes and or, or the playlist. And if you're sharing it on any other social media, just go ahead and email us proof that you shared it on social media. And uh, yeah, that'll enter you in the contest. Contest ends on November 19th when the book is released and we will be announcing the winner then. So yeah, please share SuperQuest Saga. Yeah, we'll help us out. We're also going to be doing an Instagram post um, telling people about SuperQuest Saga, tag two people, that sort of thing. You'll see it. So go ahead and check out Instagram too. Two ways to enter, one prize to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's all to spread the word about our D&D live play, actual play, Super Quest Saga. It's a very cool sci-fi game that I love very much. Me too. Um, the show? The it's show. It's getting cold. Should we go give it a hug? Let's go give it a hug. I love the show. <laughs> Let's get back to it. returned indeed we have are you okay show <laughs> nice and warm again did you miss us when we were gone show we missed you show <laughs> okay all right let's uh let's talk about will-o'-wisp so soft oh sorry will-o'-wisp yes yes, yes. will-o'-wisp so balls Will- of ghostly fire yeah kind of so will-o'-wisps in D are malevolent and mysterious undead entities or spirits that haunt the lonely places of the world um most famously marshes but also ancient battlefields or ruins or forests or whatever I think forest is pretty common. The so, basement. The basement. That would be unfortunate. The They appear as wispy balls of light and are infamous for luring desperate and lost travelers to their unsuspecting deaths. Um, they are based directly off of the mythological spirits from English, English folklore of the same uh, name and many other names, actually. So, <clears throat> Will-O-Wisps in English folklore had many different names depending on the region of the people telling the tales, including uh, Will-O-The-Wisp. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns, Ignis Fatas, Friars Lanterns, Hinky Pucks, Hinky Punks, or Hobby Lanterns. So the origin tale of these spirits actually explain the name of said spirits. So these tales almost always featured protagonists named Will or Jack, who are doomed to wander the marshes with only a single light for some misdeed or backfired deal with the devil. Your um, name is Will. My name is Will. So if I were to do one of these bad things and die in the woods, I would be cursed to become a Willow Wisp. But what about the podcast, Will? 
Uh, Are you going to be able to tell that? <laughs> I would just be a ball of floating light telling people about <laughs> my misfortunes. <laughs> mm, but what about what about the, the black dragons or whatever the fuck? Anyway. Well, you'd have to do the research. Oh, damn. Yeah, you couldn't Google anymore. I wouldn't be able to. Maybe you could, uh, like, voice command your, your Perhaps. Google assistant or your Siri or Perhaps. Whatever. So <laughs> the word wisp was the term for a bundle of sticks used as a torch, thus will-o'-wisp or jack-o'-lantern. So... In folklore and literature, the Will-O-Wisp is essentially the same as the D&D version, uh, a malevolent spirit that lures travelers to their death. Mm. <clears throat> so in D&D, Will-O-Wisps are described as these hazy balls of floating light colored either white, blue, green, or yellow, glowing as brightly as a flaming torch. I see. Um, they can turn invisible and pass through objects and, and creatures. You know, they're ghost-like in that regard. Hell yeah, okay. They are, they are produced when evil beings die in anguish and despair as they wander forsaken lands, <laughs> permeated with powerful magic. So a lot of very specific things have to come together to form a will-o'-wisp. But <laughs> D&D being what it is, it's actually not that uncommon, I would say. Yeah, suppose. you can get lost in the mountains I mean, and die of dehydration, and I'm, you were just super evil, so it's now you're Dungeons and Dragons. There's a lot of evil beings, and there's a lot of uh, dying in anguish and despair. There's a yeah. lot of forsaken lands. And there's a, a lot, lot of, of child theft. There's a lot of there a lot of baby theft. There's a lot and of references to Fory. <laughs> there's a lot of references to Fory, which no one talks about. Um, Demon Gorgon's in it. There's a lot of lands permeated with powerful dark magics. So, yay! Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Um, they are. Um, so okay, back to like how uh, Willowists are formed. Uh, they are the very souls of those who died. So it's not like. They didn't just come about because people died there. They actually are the souls of the people who died. It sounds like in D anD D, you die if you and if you're destined to become a ghost. It's really the circumstances that determine what kind of ghost you become. Pretty much, like your pretty stats. Much. Like there's a lot of don't make certain mistakes because you might become undead. Yeah, uh, like they're all like uh, like folk legends that are true. You know, right, like, exactly. Don't All the die wandering in the real. woods or you'll become a fucking ball of fire. Right, exactly. And we could talk to you, but it won't be the same. It won't be the same at all. So, uh, like I said, they're the very souls of those who died, and they are bound to the dark fate of feeding off the fear and despair of others. Mm. So, though it would, like I said, it wouldn't be the same. Though it would seem that the Willowists are mindless creatures, this is not so. In fact, they retain their intelligence and the memories of their past lives, and they're simply malevolent by nature, and they use their cunning to essentially commit murder. Oh. So, uh, Willowists disguise themselves as uh, things such as like a lighted window in the distance or a bobbing lantern, lantern of a traveler to lure the desperate and lost into natural traps such as quicksand or mud pits or rushing water. Minotaur labyrinths. Or minotaur labyrinths. You know. That'd be a sick one. Like a team of Willowists, like feeding <laughs> the Minotaur sick sick fetishes. <laughs> I could see that, sure. Um or I into must the kill lost travelers, I mean, go with all of fire. The next thing I was gonna say, or into the dens of dangerous creatures such as giant spiders, undeads or hags, or minotaurs, apparently. Um <laughs> Absolutely minotaurs. Absolutely minotaurs. So as death looms over their unsuspecting victim. Uh, and the said victim begins to despair. The Willowists will then dispen- descend upon the individual when they're at their most helplessness, begin to feed off its energy and emotion of despair and helplessness. Have you heard of the one where the Willowists brings the tra- it's it, it the Willowists exist in like a really really docile area. There's like not any high places or mm-hmm. like dangerous animals, but there is a, a coastal area. It takes the the traveler to the coastal area, and then a siren comes out of the water and starts singing to him, and they just kind of like hand it off. And they go drown. Yeah, I can see that. It's a dope one. Yeah, I like it. So um, 
the Willowis will actually de- actually delights in the sensation of drinking every last like breath of agony out of an individual. Like they really are nasty motherfucking creatures. Oh, um, and if the victim themselves is evil, they will become a wisp themselves and like join the wisp clan. So, <laughs> join the club. Yeah, indeed, their soul co- coalescing into a flickering flame above its lifeless corpse. Well, that was going to be my pro ga- gamer tip. Was it for multiple wisps? You uh-huh. can just make them follow each other, and then. Like well, no, the wisps don't do the following. They just they they are the lure. No, yeah, you gotta you gotta get one to lure another one. Oh, because they you think, trick the other, that they one think to lure. each other are people. Yeah, okay, I see. and they, they'll just endlessly circle each other. <laughs> I I'm good at I'm good endlessly at orbiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really good at like the creatures canceling each other out. In these <laughs> in these specific scenarios, I right. mean, ghosts are kind of like they're really cunning and clever, but they're also like they kind of follow like these specific programming rules. You can yeah, manipulate okay. them. Against each, yeah, yeah. Good. So though they rarely do, will-o'-wisps can speak, and when they do, it sounds like a faint or distant whisper. Uh, particularly clever will-o'-wisps will actively seek out and form symbiotic bonds with uh, or dark contracts with their wicked neighbors. So they, they have this ability to communicate and form contracts and stuff. So <laughs> hags, onis, uh, black dragons, evil cultists, etc. Though most wisps are solitary creatures, they are also known to work in groups of two, three, or four. And uh, they always sound when they they seal the deal. It's like sign here, they, right? You sign your name in like a foggy, like tablet sized fog. Sure. <laughs> um, it is done. Though wisps are fairly powerful creatures in their own right, they are extremely cowardly and will avoid combat at all costs. Oh, okay. So, any questions about will wisps before we look at the stat block? Um, no, the uh, stat block would be wonderful. Please. Oh, I think my camera stopped recording. It was recording just a moment ago, and now it's not. Make so it record I'm again. Make well, it record again. Do it again. Here I am. Hello. <laughs> Hello, me. Good to have you back. So, the, uh, did you have a question? I, I didn't hear what you said. No, I, I need the stat block. Oh, you need the I stat need block. It. Let's take a look at it. So, Willowis, uh, challenge rating two. Um, tiny undead chaotic evil. Armor class of 19, and I think this is just because they're so hard to hit. It's right. because they're a ball of gas. Indeed. Only 22 HP, though. So, like, they have a strength of one. Okay. So, negative five to that stat. Um, a dexterity of 28, though. My God, that is some min-maxing. I am smoke. <laughs> right. 10 constitution, which I think is unnaturally high for a ball of smoke, but whatever. 13 intelligence, 14 wisdom, uh, 11 charisma. They are immune to lightning and poison. They are resistant to acid, cold, fire, necrotic, and thunder, and obviously piercing, slashing, uh, and bludgeoning damage of non-magical weapons. Uh, they're immune to being exhausted, uh, grappled, paralyzed, poisoned, prone, restrained, or knocked unconscious. They have dark vision, um, and the, they know all the languages they knew in life. So, Ever since I got lost in the woods and died, I can't lay down anymore. It's, well, how do you lay down when you're a ball? Yeah, exactly. Are you always <laughs> laying down? Are you never laying down? Well, and they also you're never float. laying down. Yeah, because yeah, you're floating. Down. Yeah. You can just be on the ground. That's not like it's not the same. No, not the same. Your back and spine are always so. Tense. They have uh, not too many actions, but they have a lot of like um, passive features, if you will. Okay. So the first one is called consume life. Um, as a bonus action, I guess this is an action. Then the will o' wisp can target one creature it can see within five feet of it that has zero hit points and is still alive. The target must succeed on a DC 10 Constitution saving throw against this magic or die. <laughs> okay. If the target dies, will will o' wisp regains three uh, d six. Hit points. Now, this is where I could see like the Will O' Wisp is not part of the combat. 
until someone drops. Like you guys are fighting a hag in her lair, right? Someone drops to zero and knocked unconscious. Suddenly Willowis Willowis comes upon into the corpse. fucking uh, Death Eater. Yeah, your soul away. Exactly. Ooh, turn that's your, scary. Turn your incorporeal form into ghost dust. That is super scary. Um, the next one, ephemeral. The Willowis can't wear or carry anything. I don't think that's necessary to state that. <laughs> it's a ball of light. Of course, it can't wear or carry anything. They just ex- they just like exist inside of like closed shops, and they get like they share the space of the mannequin wearing the dress they <laughs> they like. There we go. They look at themselves in the mirror longingly. The next one is incorporeal <laughs> movement, which the uh, the banshee also had, which is you know, they can move through creatures and objects. They mm-hmm. take damage if they end inside something. Uh, their last feature, uh, variable illumination. The Will-O-Wisp sheds bright light in a 5 to 20 foot radius and dim light for an additional number of feet equal to the chosen radius. The Will-O-Wisp can alter the radius as a bonus action. So they can Ooh. like, they can turn bright, they can flicker. I wonder, can they strobe? That'd be interesting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you, when you pit them against each other in an endless circle they of chase. Strobing. They strobe. I suppose will wisps can also, uh, um, communicate in Morse code. Um, there's, a thing that's going to be my in-game initiative to get rid of all the Will-O-Wisps is to just like get a conga line going of Will-O-Wisps. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have this infinite large circle. <laughs> like, we'll just leave this out. In the, just don't go to this spot where all the Will-O-Wisps like spiral around yeah. each other like a fucking galaxy. Don't get involved in the death spiral. Have you seen ants that get involved in a death spiral? A death spiral? So, I'm sorry? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a thing. You can look this up on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to remember the details. Where after you're done with this this video, yeah, after you're done with this video, preferably <laughs> don't but, go. So I know uh, ants are a cool. lot of time ants. Uh, the way that they um, maintain like their the line travel route, yeah, 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 is through like chemicals, chemicals, chemicals being yeah, and they know when each other like have died exactly. and stuff. But there are phenom- There's phenomenon that can happen where the chemicals end up like crossing, and all the ants that think they're following the route are slowly spiraling in a circle. That never oh, ends. Oh, God. And it's called a death spiral because it's like the whole colony gets caught up into it and they walk until they die. They just tornado themselves to death. Exactly. Oh, they shit. tornado themselves to death, much like how you're describing your Will-O-Wisp conga line. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I'm going to kill all the Will-O-Wisps. <laughs> Except for they never die because they're undead. Uh, eventually we'll get a cleric in here to like. <laughs> to figure out the situation. Check like, it out, man. I got them God. all in one spot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've my God. Like my God, my indeed. Please. I'm going to need some assistance on this one, pal. <laughs> right, indeed. All right. So. So actions, uh, Will-O-Wisps have two actions. First is shock. Um, they can send lightning at people within five feet. <laughs> okay. 2d8 lightning damage. Uh, last, uh, the last one is invisibility. Will-O-Wisps and its light magically can become invisible until it attacks or uses its life drain ability um, or until its concentration ends. But yeah. Okay. So Sweet. any questions about Will-O-Wisps? Um, I want to weaponize them. And this like giant spiral that I've created in my <laughs> yeah, brain. <seriously>. I <laughs> so. like that just being like the landmark in the forest. Like, no, stay away from the center of the forest. There's a Will-O-Wisp death spiral. It's been going on for 200 years. Yeah, you branch a hill and you like hear them all like whisper when they say, like, come down here and save <laughs> us. <laughs> save us from ourselves. Save us from ourselves. And it's just like fucking str- It's a big party down here. <laughs> It's just a rave in the middle. Yeah, of that's the that's their new game. Is like they're all they all realize what they're doing and they can't break the cycle and they're just like, come on, party with us. <laughs> and then you go down there and you get fucking electrocuted. Oh, uh, that's great! I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we can get ready for a long rest. Yeah, now. let's get ready for our long rest. Um, do we want? What do we want to talk about on um, our way to the long rest? I really want to talk about. Um, oh man. 
thedungeoncast at gmail.com. Email us there if you want to like set up ads or talk to us. Indeed. You can find us on social media. It's true. We're on Twitter. We have a Discord. Uh, all these links are in the show notes oh, below. Oh, yeah. Let's pump the Discord. The pump. Discord's a pump. really cool pump. community. Pump. I met two and people from the Discord. Oh, prom- nice. Prominent members of the Discord. Join the Discord. You might meet Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we met at Disneyland. We're SoCal natives, so that wasn't hard at all. Cool beans. Um, well, for me, they flew in. But, but um, there's all kinds of cool D&D conversation going on in the Discord, too. Yeah, which is there really, really cool. is. Yeah. Um, I got their Super Quest Saga theories from them also. Interesting. I want to know what they are. They're probably wrong, but I'm really curious. I'll never tell. Oh, okay. okay, I'll tell you after okay. the show. I was like, oh, I really want to know. <laughs> they were but, good. But links in the description. Yeah, I, I highly recommend checking out our Discord. It's a wonderful community full of people that love D&D. They love the show. And they're just wonderful people. Yeah, all that short rest love exists there. So Indeed, it's go, true. Go get that um, that tender love and care that you deserve. And with that being said, I think we can call it a game. Goodbye, everyone. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.